I'm gonna knock you out. Mama said knock you out. <laughs> What's up, world? Welcome to Cloud Conversations with your host, Loriana Mercado, and I'm Harvey Banks. The podcast where two longtime friends talk about anything and everything, from our daily lives to what's trending to shit that'll make you say, what the fuck? Well, today we're going to talk about the Mike Tyson and Nate Robinson fight or grapple, the Giving Tuesday, Snoop Dogg and Bill Walton, and some weird news that will make you say, what the fuck? So Harvey, what's good? Well, I'm not on crack like you are, so... Yes. I feel like I'm not prepared for work tonight. <laughs> he wasn't ready. So, yeah. So, this is the first time in probably like 15 months that I've drank coffee. <laughs> so, and I'm my second cum macchiato right now. If you can't tell. Uh, yeah. So, I do all the sound effects by my voice. All right. Question for you Did you take it straight to the veins? I did. I yeah. snorted it. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yes. I remember I texted you and I was like, this is a drug. I'm, in, <laughs> I'm fucking in Fred Meyer's shopping for some shit. And I'm sitting here doing some weird dancing and shit and singing. And I'm like, what is happening? And I started running across the parking lot because I had that extra energy. I was like, Every crackhead I've ever known, they, they ran. I know. Fast, fast as shit, too. You're not catching Damn it. And it was like $10 for a sack. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so uh, other than, you know, your excessive coffee use, which isn't really excessive, but you might have went too hard on day one. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is, what's been up with you, man? Man, not a whole lot. Getting shit done now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The funniest shit is you just think you're getting shit done. Like you feel like you're moving and you're getting shit done. You're gonna wake up in the morning and be like, "What the fuck did I do yesterday?" <laughs> oh, I know. This is so weird though, and it's so interesting because drinking last year, when your body gets used to it, you get that little cup and you just go. But this mm-hmm. is like an overdrive feeling, and I'm like, I can't believe this shit's legal. Hey, yeah, exactly. But I am in Oregon where kind of a little bit everything of everything is legal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Decriminalized. You know what? I just need yeah. help. I don't need arrested. Yeah. It's you got- literally everything is legal now. Well, yeah. not legal, but you're not going to jail, nigga. <laughs> That's right. You got to help me. That's funny. <laughs> is there anything new in your world? What's cracking? You cleaning business is good? Yeah, business is going good. It's just, it's cold over here, man. Uh, we had some warmish weather over the weekend and then like somebody just stepped in and put an end to that shit and it's ugh, wind blowing like 29 degrees you know right December, and i don't like that so i stay in the house as much as possible in the winter i know that shit's probably not good for your mental health but Man, I can't deal with the cold weather. So. Yeah, yeah. You know what you like. You know what you don't like. I like the yeah. cold weather, in the sense like when you step outside and you feel that chill breeze, and also you feel like you can focus and think better. For me, I feel like there's something there, to where it's like clarity of thought. But then after like 15 minutes, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, so- nah, see, I'm I'm the opposite, bro. <laughs> I feel that cold weather. I shut down. I lose all ambition. <laughs> I don't right. give a shit. I'm just like, ugh, I'm going back home. Well, do you have do you have a favorite season that you like? Is it is it like a spring, summer, fall? My favorite season is probably spring. Yeah. Late well, spring. That mediocre weather, but like warm yeah, and everything yeah. bloomed. We're sitting at we're opening the morning at 55, ending the day at 75. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's that's my comfort zone right there. 55 to 75. See, yeah. And see, I'm thinking about this move to Arizona and I'm like, one of my favorite seasons is summer. And I think, you know, great populations is summer. And I'm like, if you could have it summer all year round, why not? And it's just like, it makes sense. And it pretty much is in Arizona, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, just I like, I don't know much about their winter season, but I got to imagine it's mild to non-existent. Right. And I'm kind of curious, honestly. So, you know, I'm full Puerto Rican and, you know, so I got, you know, brown skin 
And I figure, I think my bloodline or some weird shit in me, my DNA wants me to be closer to the equator. And I'm just wondering when I do move, if it unlocks some secret human power that I never knew I had because I'm supposed to be closer to the sun all the time and <laughs> shit like that. It's possible. Uh, the close to the equator thing is that's an interesting like right if you think about to think about yeah i'm, yeah. I'm thinking about it now yeah we're born with this thick yeah. skin color to be able to absorb the sun a lot better for who we are and so i figure if we're if we're prone to that all the time i think that might just help in some yeah, way because, without us knowing if you think about it like we're born with the evolutionary traits yep. already there we're, we're supposed to be there son we're supposed yeah, to be there yeah, yeah. and yeah. i'm in like wet oregon and yeah. and so i think i'm fluctuating through a lot of fucking shit and depression and suicide's pretty high here because it's gray skies and it rains a lot which i don't mm -hmm. mind the rain i actually like it but i'm like huh maybe i can help myself out and my dna if i'm closer to the equator yeah, I don't know what it says about me, but I prefer a gray, rainy day. Hmm. Well, because I'm saying in Indiana, the summers, I wonder how you work productivity from the summer to the winter time. That's a good question. You know what's crazy, though? So I'm I'm way more creative in the wintertime. Hmm. I have noticed that. And and I would probably venture to say productive but I have a lot of children that could lead to a lot of distractions in the summer. Like if I need to be, I don't want to be in this room working on little tedious stuff when I can hear them outside playing football. I want to go. Yeah, that's true. Or I know this. Okay. I'll just do that later. I got to go. You know, I'm going to go do this. Then I'll do that later. And it's, uh, it breaks my creativity. Like, like days like today, I know I'm not leaving the house. Like I'm not, I'm not leaving. Fuck it. Right. And it's so a it's good like, time for self-reflection and self-awareness. Man, this this thing that we do, um, I do it to provide entertainment and enlightenment to others, but I also thoroughly enjoy it. And I think that this this medium is going to really help with those dog days of winter. You know what I mean? Right. With those those dark, snowy, cold, like here in Indiana, it get you know, it gets bitterly cold like yeah kids have delays on going to school they just can't they close school a lot because it's just too cold and so uh i think having this is going to really help this year having this set up in, in this workplace in my home you know what i mean right yeah definitely that i think it will but well it's going to be interesting to see when the summer does come if you're going to be looking out that window and be like <laughs> hello darkness my old friend and just <laughs> just hope it rains and shit <laughs> nah i got plans for us this summer all right that sounds yeah. good yeah if the Around world's still here will be the next the next level of this oh yeah on tour catch us baby on the road you know what i mean <laughs> yes sir so let's talk about what's trending today Let's see here. So we'll get to the Mike Tyson and Nate Robinson fight. <laughs> but, but I saw uh, Bill Walton was trending. And yes. I kind of asked you about that. And you told me about that, too. And, and you're like, and he's kind of big into psychedelics and he smokes weed. And I yes. I checked it out, but I didn't click on it. Was What was he doing? He's just clowning? So the the beautiful thing about sports is every now and then you can get lucky and be a part of something and, <laughs> and like catch some shit that you didn't expect and so like it's 1 p.m and i'm watching espn because college basketball's on right i mm -hmm. didn't know bill walton was gonna be calling the game bill walton is an all-time great uh hall of famer great college career at ucla played for the great john wooden long nba career son had a nice college career had an nba career coached the lakers for a while and i do believe he's the current coach of the timberwolves maybe i don't know where where luke went to but anyways so so bill is like a, a basketball savant he's a basketball he's one of those names you know you know larry birds you know all those but bill walton has always had like these 
weird idiosyncrasies about him, right? Like he's just, he's kind of mysterious. He's definitely a hippie. He's always talked about drug use and openly psychedelics. He partied with um, shit. He even brought them up in the damn broadcast today. Uh, one of those, one of those bands, right? Ariel Speedwagon mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. He currently owns the masters for one of these weird bands that like, yeah, he is, he's a weird dude. So he's on ESPN and he's broadcasting remotely from his home or what I thought was his home. I will tweet a picture of that. I took of the TV screen. Um, you got when a they clip? Showed, I don't have a, I don't have a clip. I'll find some clips and I'll, I'll, I'll tweet my favorite ones. At um at just a kid from KY on Twitter because it's just hilarious. But he's been trending all day. <laughs> but a, a, a funny thing that I do have, so I'm watching the game and he is just talking about the most random stuff. And I mean, like you would have never thought a basketball game was going on. Not one time is he paying attention to. It. He's just going from story to story to random thought to have you read this book, to do you know what that means, to have you ever been to Austria, to have you, like, it's just insane. And the guy that's calling the game with him is trying his best to kind of bring it back to basketball until he realizes that he is is high. I have a 29-second clip. Let me watch this. Play that. Play it near the mic. Yeah. I'm in our solar system. Sitting atop a mountain what is Mars, the good one? which is the largest mountain called Olympus Mons. It's the largest mountain in our solar system. So not to be confused, the uh, not to be confused with Mount Mitchell, which is spectacular. <laughs> Mount Mitchell has nineteen thousand species of fauna and flora on it. This is in the middle of a game he's saying Yo, this. You it's hear like, the what? shoes in the background. Yeah. You hear, like, listen. I'm like a so mountain. Right near the end of the first half. It's like 10 seconds left. Kid drives to the basket. They call a foul that just wasn't really a foul, right? He Instead of saying that's not a foul, right? He says to his co-host, he's like, did you happen to bring your... Hold on. I Someone tweeted it. Right after I finished dying laughing and got on Twitter, and I was like, so I'm going to read this exchange. Mm-hmm. Bill Walton said, do you have your ticket book to incite infractions against human decency? He was talking about a foul. First of all, it ain't that serious. Damn. He was saying, like, can you can you give the referee an infraction? But he said, infractions against human decency. Ten seconds later, he just randomly says, I love life. Twenty uh, seconds later, he says, that reminds me of when when I was so close to catching that foul ball at Angel Stadium all those years ago. I love being a human being. <laughs> oh, yeah. he He's fucking, he's on some LSD or something. And those were direct quotes. And I'm just like, what the fuck is he talking about right now? <laughs> Damn. Bro, you want to hear something crazy? Yes, I do. He's still calling games right now. Like right now, right now? They had him. He's on all day. I believe he's even calling the Kentucky game that starts at 9.30 my time. <laughs> Bruh, they had him calling eight out. They have him calling like eight hours worth of basketball. So you know he's high and he has an eight. It's just the it's a bad combination. Bruh, that's going to be funny. And the funny thing is I love Bill Walton like the like the next dude. And I'm always here for the jokes and funny shit to happen. But, like, these are the first games of the season, right? Right. So I'm, like, watching, and I kind of want to hear about the games (laughs) because I just want to know a little bit about these teams because in college you get a lot of new new faces, new schemes, new what are they expecting, who do they lose. You learn that shit in the first few games. We didn't learn nothing. I have no (laughs) idea what's going on. The game was Texas versus Indiana. Texas waxed Indiana. So, I mean, we didn't really miss much, but I was like, oh, what the fuck? You should never, if you're calling a game or you're a referee, they always say you should never be remembered because <laughs> that means you didn't do your job, right? So the best broadcasters go without, you're supposed to, no one's, you're not supposed to become a part of the story. 
And that goes to show for the same refer- for the referees too. You want to not be remembered that you called the game because that means you didn't do anything to affect the game or make it about you. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And so I've seen a lot of like uptight journalists saying what he was doing was unprofessional and it's ESPN was wrong for putting the co-host in that situation. Mm-hmm. But like they knew each other and there's no fucking way that he didn't know this is the bill I'm going to be working with today. Right. Like, so it was wild, bro. It it was funny, but I was just blessed to be able to catch that shit. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, but that's got to make it a little more unique. And it's even, it, it, it kind of ties in with the whole Mike Tyson fight with Snoop Dogg commentating. So it's like these commentators are kind of taking the floor Here's where uh, the, a lot new. of people are saying that on Twitter as well. And here's the, the key difference, though. And in defense of my man Snoop, right? They both high. Well, yes. <laughs> that's the key. That's the thing that's the same. The difference was Snoop was making jokes about the fight. Yeah. Bill ain't even talking about the game, bro. He was talking about the <laughs> mountain. He was yes. talking about somewhere else. He was Yeah, he was gone. Yeah, bro. Snoop had hilarious jokes about the fights. And that was the difference to me. Like, but Snoop is like, Snoop is the greatest of all time. And I'm going to tell you this. I used to say Jay-Z's my favorite rapper. And I used to say that, like, I think Jay-Z's the GOAT. Like, he's the greatest of all time. I don't know, bro. Ooh. No, I'm, you know how serious I take this shit. Yeah. I'm 100% serious. From the songs that he performed at the fight. To then being able to go call the fight. But it's not like Snoop's a character. Snoop did like six songs that we love. Snoop's old songs are so good. His news, he spans two decades of bona fide hits. Not like he had a decent song in this decade. No, 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 no. Bona fide hits. That's it. And he's out here. I like that he's just out here in in the public eye still. He's just like, I'm doing this because I love it. His technical ability of flowing. When he was performing those songs, it sounds Snoop is Snoop might be the greatest of all time, bro. Like he just I was just I was amazed. I was like, yo, Snoop's the GOAT. And then when he started calling the fights, I said, he's the GOAT of everything. Damn. Have we had a better entertainer than Snoop Dogg on earth? Once he got on talking on the mic, I saw it and I just did not know after that. I was like, oh shit. They opened up a new doorway. It's between him and Jamie Foxx for the top entertainer award. As in music, acting, funny, just natural charisma. Snoop Dogg can walk in any room. And it's just they're gonna be they're gonna conform to what Snoop wants, right? Because they all know him. Snoop's might be the one person on earth that you can call your grandparents and your great grandparents, <laughs> and your nieces and nephews, and they all you all know who he is. Yeah, that's a legacy. Oh, Snoop, <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog. You know, it doesn't matter who, what color. Every, everybody knows Snoop. <laughs> that sounds like a TV show, <laughs> doesn't it? Right? But like, isn't it? Cr- it's that shit is crazy, man. No, but yeah, that Snoop, is crazy. <laughs> yo, so Nate Robinson fought Jake Paul. Let me get the. If you don't know, but everybody's seen. <laughs> I was you, trying not it. to bring it up. No, I hate oh, to do oh. it. Listen, Nate, 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 oh, Triple Nate, Triple N. Nate, no, no. <laughs> you didn't have to do this, oh. Nate. Nate, you <laughs> a legend. Nate, you had it already. You you had legendary oh. status. I didn't know we were talking about the Nate Robinson. Yes, the yes. Nate you Robinson. called me with that, and you was like, "Wait, it's the yes, no. Nate." And here's the thing, Nate. Had Nate Paul, had Nate knocked Jake Paul out? Oh, yeah. I don't think it would have made him more of an ale- a legend. No, like, yeah, I, we'd have, we would have been expected in a way. Yeah, that's Nate. Like, you yeah, see, yeah. that man won the dunk contest three times. No one else has ever done that. Damn. I'm going to say that again. Nate Robinson is a three-time slam dunk champion. Nobody has ever done that. 
Damn. Nobody. Then he get dunked on without a ball. One of the greatest players in University of Washington history and one of the dopest players to ever come out of Seattle. And Seattle is known for making guards that just get buckets. And then Nate lit the garden up as a Nick. Mm -hmm. Come on, bro. You didn't have to do this. Nate, you was the only thing we had to cheer for as Knicks fans for a while. We weren't winning games, but we was taking that all-star weekend dunk trophy, right? Like, come on. Yeah, I collected his basketball cards. That's why I was it hurt, like, what? bro. It hurt. Yeah, I was so like, yo, whoever what didn't are you watch the fight, doing? Nate Robinson got donkey punched the fuck out of his face and just went to sleep. And the crazy thing about it was, I'm thinking the whole time, like, does Nate know it's boxing and not wrestling? Nate looked like he was trying to just at one point he tried to just tackle Jake Paul. Like he yeah. like he was like, okay, I'm just gonna fight. And I'm like, bruh, this is the yeah, man. It was yeah. just bad. It was horrible. And it, I'll I'll say this about it too while we're here. And this is not Nate specific specific. Stop stepping in the ring and trying to box or fight MMA. <laughs> just because you knocked a couple niggas out before at the hood or in the bar, it's not the same thing. Don't do that. These boxers and these fighters are world class at what they do. Yeah, they are Nate, real. Yes. Nate, you are a world class athlete. I don't know that there's a human on the planet Earth that could accomplish the things that you did accomplish. But when it comes to that, ask Connor McGregor, like Connor, how that goes. And Connor's a great UFC fighter, one of the greatest in history. Did you heard his comments after he tried to box Floyd Mayweather? Mm-hmm. How humble he was in that postcard. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, I think boxing will make you humble as fuck. Boxing <laughs> will humble you, bruh. Yeah. And it's like, and and my bigger point with this was, I think I it was the thing I said to you was like, we gotta y'all gotta stop doing shit for the internet. Because that's why Nate did this. Because I looked it up. Nate's not broke. No. At first, I thought he's broke and he needs this. Then he needed the money. <laughs> I wouldn't even have came on here and talked about him. I, I fully understand. A chance you get knocked out, but you're going to get a big payday and you're broke? Eh, maybe. Yeah. I fully yeah. understand that. He's not broke. So I was like, what the fuck is wrong with them? You doing this shit for views? And you, and like, he has thrown away the legacy that he actually built. Oh, I know. Nate Legend, Nate walks into any NBA arena and gets a standing ovation from any crowd. Oh shit, it's Nate Robinson, bro. Like, that's who he was. Now it's jokes. Yeah, it changed the whole perception of it who changed. the person is. And for what? For views, subscribers? Come on, bro. Well, I saw on Twitter somebody created a a, a weed out of him, a weed brand name out of him, and it's called Night Night Nate. And you can smoke the Night Night Nate before you go to bed and get your high hot. So Man, I've seen a million of those, and I will find them and I will put the I'll put them together in a uh, in a tweet thread as well. Some of the best ones that my cousin sent me like ten. That night, like they were on it quick, oh, and yeah. it's just like, and it it it, bo- it did bother me a little bit because I'm just like, you know me, I'm one of those people. Like, well, what are you gonna do with the fame? Like, you yeah. gotta actually do something. And I'm like, Nate, you actually had something that Jake Paul doesn't have—a mm-hmm. body of work that someone can look at and say that person is legendary. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And the body of work that Jake Paul has was that. He wants to box. He is a boxer. He's been List. on pay-per-view fights before. Yes. How are you going to fuck with a boxer that has a record? And for the record, I didn't know. I knew he wanted it. I knew this wasn't some play-play shit for him. Like, oh, he's no. dead serious about it. But I didn't know how much until afterwards. I looked him up some because I, I didn't know much about him. I knew he was a YouTuber that he had fought before and shit. No, no, no. He wants to fight. He takes it serious. And you can tell because he's good. No, yeah. 
He's he looked like a trained fighter. Nate, this ain't the streets, bruh. It's just different. And this, I don't know, man. It just it, it bothered me because like every generation from today on, every day that passes, his the three-time slam dunk champion is is erasing from his name. Cause you're gonna get people that met him for the first time with this. Yeah, and it showed us he couldn't fight too. And that it was, yeah. uh, at least you know if you if you can box, throw some jabs, and know what you're doing, you get some respect behind it. But yeah, it was a it was a mixed match, and it was a definitely for pure entertainment purposes only. That's all it was. Yeah, and 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 that's the that's the part of it that I have a problem with for Nate. I feel like somebody in his corner should have said, "Hey." What's the upside of this? And I don't know, Nate. I don't think you need to do this shit, bro. No, yeah. Somebody on his corner was not looking out for him at all. Do some athletic shit. Race some in there. And you know Nate made the practice squad for the Seattle Seahawks? No. And the NFL told him it's either NBA or NFL because they don't do two-way contracts no more, bro. Damn. That's what kind of athlete this guy is. Well, he thought he he could add boxing to it. apparently he still holds the high school record for rushing yards in the state of in the state of washington he had college offers to play football like he's a he's a superior athlete but it's like bro you should have did if you wanted to pop your youtube off that's cool too do something where you like go up against some nfl guys try hockey you know what I'm saying? Soccer. Little fun things. He should have took the Chad Ocho Cinco playbook. Right. Ocho Cinco tried out for a hockey team. Then he went on into the media. And now he still does little random things, but he ain't getting in no ring, bro. He ain't about to get knocked out. <laughs> and within two minutes of the first round, he got knocked out. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> listen, he can't throw a punch or take one. The first time that Jake made contact with him. His yeah. knees buckled in. Yo, they had to do a standing eight count. Yo, that's two requirements of boxing. Throw a punch, <laughs> yeah. take a punch. You can, you got to have one of those, or both. He was 0 for 2. <laughs> yeah. Night, 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 night. Night, night, night. Yeah. Puff, puff yeah. pass. Well, what do you think about the main event? Let's go to Tyson. So let's move on to the main event. And, yeah. And I fully, a lot of people were saying that they were disappointed I was garbage. <laughs> he was disappointed because of the draw. I knew that would be, I, I didn't even think they would call it a draw. I Originally, in the text, it says that there was just no winner, like no winner would be announced. The yeah. fact that they went through the joke of a, let's go to the scorecards and oh, it's a draw. That's the silly shit. I understood what it was. It was an exhibition for charity. By definition, an exhibition can't have a winner or a loser. If someone gets knocked out, they can. Right. And we but just expect an exhibition. To come out. We you expect it. I didn't. I didn't. And let me and let's get into let you let's just deep dive into why. Well, let me let's let's cover the what did you see fight wise. Go into that first. It it looked like two old guys fighting after they had a couple of drinks at the bar that's what mm-hmm. it looked like it, it was to me it was a little sloppy a lot of out of breath i get it but it was i was expecting a little more action a little more well, i guess combos and more methodic movement to playing chess and i a couple of times you saw tyson was like in there and really wanted to do some damage and stuff like that and it showed me that motherfucker Roy Jones Jr. could take a fucking punch. Like it was oh, yeah. nobody's business. Always, always had a chance. And yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh fuck. Okay. This is not ending in a knockout or some shit like that. So but yeah, I wanted some more punches to be thrown. But I mean, you can kind of see Roy Jones' face afterwards, and he definitely took the the grunt of it. It looked to me like Tyson took it as a serious fight. Roy Jones took it as an exhibition fight. And yeah. to me, it was Roy Jones wanted to do more. He just physically can't at 51 years old. It's over. Yeah. It's just over for Roy. And you could just tell he was he was tired. Tyson was in way better shape than he was. Tyson, I don't think he realized it was the end of the first round. 
he didn't take the stool. And oh, he was yeah. if if you ever watch a replay, he's looking around like, why are everybody stopped? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, he, to me, he wasn't tired. And it was two-minute rounds, right? It wasn't three like the rounds. other ones. Yeah, they did eight two-minute rounds. And so, like, Roy wouldn't have been able to go into the second in any round. He was he was yeah, gassed. I saw Tyson that. looked like he was in better shape. Well, he was in better shape, and he didn't look as gassed to me. But, like, I think it was uh, it was supposed to be more symbolic than entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah, my thing was the the interview he did with Joe Rogan and one line will stick out to me forever. And this what turned me on. Cause I was like, I don't care how much this fight is. I'm watching it one because of my lifetime. I want to see Mike Tyson fight live because I'm sure I did when I was little. I just don't remember. But he said was like, well, Joe was like, you know, this is for like, you know, for like charities for benefiting this and that. But uh, you know, what about Allah? You know, don't you pray and this and that? Aren't, aren't you the <laughs> yeah. religious guy? And Mike Tyson's answer is like, Allah won't be in the ring with me because he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't want to see what I'm gonna, what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want him to be a part of this. Yeah, and so he, yeah. I was like, okay, the God of War is going to step into the fucking ring and do some damage, and yeah. it's almost like I wanted to see this mythical creature come in there and be the beast he was, and kind of see this supernatural human being called iron mike and it was kind of like eh, okay maybe you like plexiglass mike now but i get yeah. it i'll but- tell the world what i told you on the phone iron mike is dead mm-hmm. i knew he was dead and i, I was 95 percent sure he was dead because you you honestly you never know right and but people like him you, you i don't think he ever really knows but from the Joe interview, that one, I forgot about that bar. But the other one, the one that that sticks out to me was when he was talking about the gods of war. Yeah. And the exchange prior to that, where Joe's clearly trying to bait him down a path. And he calls it out and then kind of looks at Joe and he does, he does his uncomfortable laugh, right? Yeah. And to me, in that moment... He then goes into the the gods of war and the thinking about hurting people makes my dick hard. And yeah, I could tell I could tell then. Oh, he's marketing marketing. You told me that I did not believe that. And like when I saw it, I thought it was okay. He's got some split personality issues and he just flipped the he flipped the switch. In your defense and everyone else's defense, had I just seen the clip where he's talking about the gods of war and stuff, I would have said the same thing. Oh, no, this is going to go bad. He's going to kill this boy. Yeah, because that's why Joe got nervous during that interview. He was like, oh, shit. I think Joe got nervous because he's seen how visually uncomfortable Tyson was with the road he was trying to take him down. And then, like, he lets out. It's the the most awkward laugh. And it's like, yeah. That's that's him talking to himself saying, "Okay, motherfucker, this is what you want." Okay, here we go. Cuz just earlier than that, he had he had said that he was going to talk to Roy. Yeah. Like I said like, I got Roy coming in about 2 weeks. And so that said, that told me, "Oh shit, this is a press run." Yeah. Cuz the fight was originally scheduled to be 3 weeks after Tyson's, but they had to move the fight back. But I was like, "Oh fuck, this is a, this is a test run." Like this they're they're on press. He's I knew then he's marketing He's just saying to get people to buy the fight, and it worked, right? And it worked, especially on Joe Rogan's platform. Of course, it was genius. It, it was it's exactly what I do, but like, I, it's what I would do too. But he was, I still had a little piece of me that was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to hold it together, though. Like, I yeah. know he's marketing right now, but when he gets in the ring, the fucking gods could take over. <laughs> Fuck. But you know what? To retract my slight statement about I was disappointed. I was disappointed. But what brought me back was towards the end where the announcer was like, so do you see yourself fighting again after this? And Mike Tyson's like, yes. yes. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. So it's the humble down Mike back yes. into the boxing ring. But then I'm like, who the fuck's he going to fight? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, uh, I've seen that too. And I fully believe he'll fight again within the next year. Oh, uh, yeah. He's not. That's no marketing. He's not. He, he's doing that shit. Um, the best part about the whole post fight thing to me was 
Well, it was it was kind of two parts. It was I fucking love Roy Jones, bro. Like Roy is so Roy is dope. If if you if you want to know who Roy Jones is, go listen to the episode of of Flagrant Two with Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh, and when they had Roy in, it's two hours of just gold, bro. Like Roy is so good, and and he was on Rogan too. His Rogan is is really good, but it was like. Are you okay with the outcome? He said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roy would literally rather lose than tie. Yeah. Like, I lost. Just say I lost. I don't know. Hell no, I'm not okay with this. Roy also wouldn't commit to doing it again. And Mike Tyson was like, let's we'll do it again. And Roy was just like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I was like, oh. But then my second favorite, my well, my favorite part was, they were he was the announcers asking Roy about like you know you're risking your body to do this and Mike grabs the microphone. What about me? He said he was fought three years ago. I ain't fought in fifteen years. How come don't nobody give a shit about my ass? <laughs> yeah, and I love that he's so serious because it's facts, you know. Because we this, had the expectation like, oh, Mike can handle this, but let's talk to Roy. And 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 to me, that is the symbolization of. Iron Mike is dead. He's saying, hey, meet new me. I'm very happy, and I think I can still compete. But y'all got to get to know me again. Why don't you care about me? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of sad on those. (laughs) And and I think he said it in a joking manner, but I think he was being serious. Like, wait a minute. I'm 54 years old, guys. And it's like, and that was so interesting to me because I was like, yo, Mike is, he's different. He's not the same person. Yeah. Damn, man. It was inspiring to me though. Ultimately. It it was. It was, it was highly entertaining throughout the whole night. We had some great fights earlier on the card too. Yeah. Like the whole night was between Nate and Snoop Dogg and like it was all entertaining but then at the end of the night I was inspired cuz I mean you were inspired too I don't know how you feel but like from the outside looking in when was the last time you called me at midnight my time yeah and I answered <laughs> that's how inspired I was and then we we went on to talk till 2 in the morning <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> and that's that's being inspired right there because we were talking about the fact that what does this mean, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, aside from the draw and aside from how good did Tyson look versus how good did Roy look, Mike Tyson lost 100 pounds in under a year because he wanted to yeah. at the age of 54. Yeah. A lot of people say it's not possible. It's so much harder to do this, this, and that. Mike just said he wanted to. What's your excuse? You know, Mike said he wanted to, and he did it without an ego. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, he did buy his glove once, though. Uh, so yeah, uh, well, that was frustration <laughs> because he missed. Yeah, I know, I know, but still, <laughs> and that was a, again. That was another reason that was. I thought it was it was it was good for what I expected because Mike <laughs> was trying to knock him out, bro. Yeah, he Mike was, was trying to get him. He was trying to catch him with that one. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was entertaining. It was it was inspiring for me. And again, I left that with confirmation that the Mike Tyson that we knew was dead. He's gone. And I think the new Mike Tyson killed him. And I think it's for the better of him. We love old Mike. I'm yeah. gonna eat your babies. I'm gonna do. We love that shit just because we love that shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like ultimately, if we're thinking, if we remove ourselves from it. It's like, yo, we've seen a dude that's been saying he changed for the last year, two years. And now when he's finally presented with a situation that he could revert back to his old ways, he remains humble. Yeah. And he, he still actually loved it. is actually is who he said he was. Yeah. And I don't feel like he's cheating the game or anything. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. It's nice to see Mike fight without, you know, kind of like you can say bad people in his corner. Uh, yes. doing it for money and just seeing a guy who has a lot of passion, a lot of will and dedication. And, you know, just makes you think about your life. But then this gentleman's life who's come so long so, through so much misery and turned a, a lot of negatives into a positive And then just like, 
I'm still here. And it's just like a beautiful love story that we all can like encompass in our own lives. It's an, it's, it's a great thing, bro. It really is. Right. It's a great uh, thing. And you, you know, Snoop Dogg wasn't even supposed to perform. Really? Yeah. They were going to, little Wayne was supposed to perform at the end. And, <laughs> and at the last, <laughs> at the last minute, something happened and he had a cancel. It was like well, I think the, you, the day of. You, He's facing prison time right now. Yeah, so they're just like, yeah, I can't, I can't show up. Here's the bad thing, bro. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. And and again, the things you say and the things you do on the internet, sometimes they have consequences that are unfair. And sometimes, all the work that you've done and you've put in over the years gets overshadowed because you decided that you wanted to be different or, or or make a splash or be trending all right well his president is still president so maybe he'll get a pardon <laughs> i doubt it i think they once they paid him and cut that check they yep. was done with wayne's black ass good yep. luck and they did pay him for that yes good luck buddy that's what happens that's i don't good. like seeing a black man go to prison but i don't think i'm gonna lose no sleep over wayne <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. The stuff you do for the internet, man. I don't, I don't understand it. Oh, I know. Just gotta stay in your lane. That's the key, staying in your lane, man. Once you find your lane, just dedicate something to dedicate to the craft. I don't give a shit if your craft is if you're gonna be a YouTuber or you're gonna be a video game streamer. Take that shit serious and dedicate to the. If you're a video game streamer, your goal should not be to get a million subscribers. That should be a byproduct of your goal. Your goal is to become the best streamer you can be. Right. And then, yeah, I'm, I, I want, how can I help grow this too? You know what I mean? Not like people doing silly stuff because it's like, I've been trying to explain to my kids and stuff. It's like, what would you be careful doing shit for attention? What are you going to do with the attention when you get it? Because anybody can get it. You have to have a second act. Like, think about the kid. um, We talked about it before. Old Town Road kid. Yeah. Bruh. He set the world on fire two years ago. Yeah. He didn't have a second act. Now that you got the attention, what are you going to do? Last year, he came out and said he was gay. And that kept the flame lit for a while. Yeah, it was lit. And now it's just like, well, now what? We were not ready. You wasn't ready for this. No, and he's still young as shit too. Yeah, take the take the take the Cardi B approach. <laughs> yeah. When Cardi got the attention, she was ready for it. Yeah. Just be you. When Bodak Yellow, her biggest song dropped. That was her ninth project. <laughs> she wasn't just shaking ass on Instagram to get. That's not how Bodak Yellow got popping, bro. Oh, yeah. She been had music. Y'all just didn't care. But that's as right. she built the attention up, but she was ready. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. she had a craft. She had a craft. She yeah. had a plan of what to do with the attention. Unlike Nate then Robinson. Can... Facts. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm sleep. <laughs> yeah. If you want to do something, yeah, know what you're doing. Know your craft in and out. Know how to fucking take shots and throw shots. Know your craft. Stay in your lane. And And I think Nate Nate is transitioning into his second career, which is a big thing about athletes that not enough people talk about. And me being a sports guy and doing sports shows, like, it's one of the things that I worry the most about, right? Because imagine being a superstar athlete that makes it to the highest level. And you exceed at the highest level. Your life since birth has just been different than everyone else, right? Once they realized that you had a talent, you got treated differently being a star athlete in elementary school, middle school, high school, college, and now as a pro. You've been a big deal every step of the way. Right. And then you retire. And all the lights go out and no one's clapping for you. And all you get is when people see you in the airport. Oh, shit. It's such a that's it. But the, no one's cheering for you on Sundays anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody 
thinks like not enough people talk about that. But he and came a YouTube star, didn't he? He came a pretty big one. That's what people say, but I ain't never seen a Nate Robinson YouTube video. I live I was, in the NBA world. What is he talking about? Not NBA. He's. I think he's in the whole Jake Paul vibe, and that's how they got that beef or some shit. But and that's why I saw one video, and I was like, I thought it was just some little kid fucking with him. Yeah. See, I don't even know that. I've never been on Nate Robinson's YouTube page. Yeah, neither have I, actually. But I think he's he was transitioning into that, which is great because he does have a great personality he did when he played too like he's a fun interview he's a he's a he's an entertaining person so him doing the youtube thing makes total sense but you gotta be careful it's a fine line between like trying to go viral and like just doing you staying in your lane and nate's lanes are so much wider than everyone else just because he's still a supreme athlete bro he still runs faster 40 times than current NFL players. Like, and that should have been the lane to me. Someone probably should have told him, hey, Nate, it's not a lot of upsides to this. And I, I could see this going bad. And then all the work we've done is kind of down the drain. Or, I would or, like to see how he bounces back and uses this. That's what I was this. just about to say. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> and he does have a new book coming out called Heart Over Height. I didn't see a whole lot of heart in that ring, though. See what I'm saying? I'm just saying, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like the cheap, even if it's to get my name popping enough for my book to sell, that's a cheap, that's a cheap win for Nate. It, yeah, it really is. For somebody like Jake, that might work. But Nate stands on too much credibility for that. Cause you're gonna lose the credibility doing that. And it's like, no, 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 your credibility for your craft, that was your currency. That currency right there can still get you into different kinds of circles. <laughs> Nate Robinson in the building watching a Lakers game. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, LeBron is taking time to walk over to Nate and dap up Nate. Nate's that big of an NBA legend, bro. Right. Like, it's, it, that's what hurts me so bad about it. It's like, I don't think people understand how big of a deal Nate is. Like, Everybody loved Nate, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, yo. And it's it's like, damn. Now, people still going, we still love Nate. People still going to love him. But it's like, so many new people are going to get introduced to you because it is. And it just don't seem fair. It's hard not to judge somebody by something like that. Even if you don't want to. I don't want to judge somebody. Like, he got knocked out. But it just sucks that his perception of him now is slightly tarnished. I don't want to judge somebody. This is going to come up. Not three-time slam. He's the only three-time slam dunk champion in the history of the NBA. It's almost like you just want to keep him elevated to where he was at as a person. Bro, stand on your trophies. His actual credibility would get him anywhere he wants to get. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see what the the upside to this is. Because if there is something out there, then fuck, then anything's possible and if he flips it and i'll be the first to come on here and be like hey my bad i was wrong yeah win, Nate. i'm ready to see what he what he <laughs> my bad never mind yeah <laughs> goes to show what i know you know but it just it felt bad man it, it yeah. felt bad. i told charity i would lose and i donated a yeah. hundred million dollars if yeah. i did lose and these 12 kids got kidneys so oh, okay my bad you was yeah. right nate they needed yep. both of mine. <laughs> yeah. That's why he killed me in the ring. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Uh, yeah. uh, Nate, we love you, but you still go get these jokes, bro. Like, That's right. Come on the Zane. podcast. Let's talk about it. No, I seen something. Uh, this Evan Turner, who, well, he's a coach in Philly now, but he played mm-hmm. as recently as last year, tweeted out. Y'all want to? He was like, basically, he was like, y'all want to know why Nate is my boy and will always be my boy? Because after getting knocked out, he jumped right back in the group chat and got all of these jokes like a man. And he was like, "That's my guy." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you gonna get these jokes? And he said Nate didn't run from him. He jumped right back in the group chat and was like, "All right, give it to me." You know? <laughs> Damn. It's funny. It's funny. Good luck to Nate and whatever he's got coming up, though. And also, um, when Jake fights again, I'm watching. 
I'm gonna be yeah, honest. With you. Honestly, I'm yeah, that gave me that shit. gave him props. I'm kind, I'm yeah. intrigued. He yeah. he made me intrigued. Yeah, so I'm in. <laughs> right. Let's get into some what the fuck. Right. Well, before we talk about that, I want to my own what the fuck is what's trending as well because it's the Tuesday after fucking you know Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Also, we have this thing called fucking Giving Tuesday. And I looked it up, and it started in 2012, but it's been going on since then, known as the hashtag as Giving Tuesday. And it's kind of the purpose, you know, to be an activism after you spent a shitload of money from over the weekend and Friday. For some reason, I don't know, man, this rubs me the wrong way a little bit. It's, I don't, there's something to it. It's where, like, we have all these deals and all these, the capitalism market was like, give me your money, give me your money. And they have these crazy deals. And also it's like, give, hey, be thankful for what you have. Now cherish others and, and kind of give more. I don't know what, why that's rubbing me the wrong way. It's like, I get it. It's almost like when my birthday comes up and I don't get a call or text message from my parents, but uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas come and they only call on that certain day. And yeah. it's like, ooh, there's something that feels off about this. Yeah, it's I didn't know anything about this until you explained it to me. And it, today was literally the first time I heard about it. And apparently it was everywhere today. But it just feels weird to me. I don't know. It, yeah. There's just something about it. It's just like, Yeah, man. I feel you. And then you say you got an email or something? Yeah, I like got an email from some company. And it was like a Giving Tuesday. And, and I was like, all right, this was nice to open. It felt good to see it. And I was like, all right, I wonder what they're giving back to the people. And the whole email was about us donating to that company. And it had a donation button. It's like, Giving Tuesday, donate your money. And yeah, I was like, yeah. What? Donate to us. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like no clear purpose or anything like that. It's just like, oh. And I, I, I'm i a person who kind of hates the holidays too. And I just hate this blood-sucking thing. And they added another day to it to where it's just like, keep giving us more. Oh, don't forget to pay rent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's uh again, man, I just didn't know. Like I I had never heard of this and I just don't yeah. like how it feels. Like don't tell yeah. me. I don't want it to play on people's emotions to make them feel like they have to give after they spent so much money, I'm sure on Christmas and stupid junk. But yeah. it's just like just playing and off that people's emotions. They're definitely trying to they're definitely jumping in with that. So yeah, exactly. Do it a, a random day and then just make it a thing where it's like every Tuesday you should give or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, internet. Do what you do. <laughs> do what you do. Because this definitely had to have started on the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, it's but fucking you know, stupid. I ain't mad at it, I guess. <laughs> Right, but yeah, let's talk about some what the fuck news. Well, let's see. You got anything that you that's popped up in your radar or in your life that made you say what the fuck? Or that somebody you bump into or just saw some weird shit? Um, my life or my radar, not really. The, yeah. the only weird shit I've been dealing with was this Nate stuff. Right, and like I, I found myself on Saturday night saying what the fuck thirty times. Like, mm. like I think I even tweeted at one point. What the fuck am I watching? And this one, Nate was fighting, but that's about it for me. I know you got something good, though. Man, that's crazy. I know. And Thanksgiving was there, too. Well, there's a few things. And, you know, a lot of stuff is like people winning money, money randomly and shit like that. And those are hard to yeah. read because I want to win some money. Right. <laughs> You're like, you know, all right, let me get something here. What the fuck? Why not me? <laughs> right. But there is a story about a diver. He was he was diving for crawfish in the Magpie Reefs, which is off of like uh, uh, Cape York uh, Peninsula in Queensland. And while he was diving, a hammerhead shark came his way. Mm. So I'm a person I can't do like the deep blue sea because of movies like Jaws fucked me up. So I can imagine what I would do or what I think if I saw a hammerhead shark coming at him. But it looks like this motherfucker panicked 
and started fighting the shark with his GoPro camera. And it was one of the scariest things in life, he said. Yeah, so first of all, bro, I'm not. Well, how big is a GoPro to fuck a hit a shark with? <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> That's a good question too. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm just. Here's my here's my take on shit like diving. Right. Mm-hmm. If I need special equipment to be able to do it, that's God's way of telling me that I'm not supposed to be down there. <laughs> right. like, if I gotta have some shit to help me breathe and help me see and to neutralize the pressure and keep me, it's, this is not an atmosphere that I'm supposed to be in. Yeah. My my business, I'm not going. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> mountain climbing. There's like some dude who's like climbing my. Mount Everest and some sandals or some shit ridiculous like that. And my question is just why? Yeah. I was just like, why? Why? I don't know. I don't know that we needed to add that element to it. Like, Uh, yeah, it's just like, now you missing a couple of toes. It's like, but you did it. I I don't know. Get your gold star some other way. But there's little things that impress me, but that's got to do a little better. But I want you to, I want you to guess what state this is. Okay. Okay. Florida. (laughs) (laughs) A Florida man thaws his Thanksgiving turkey in his backyard pool. (sighs) (laughs) The 16-pound turkey behind their Clearwater home to thaw it out for cooking. He said he examined it for leaks before the thawing process to make sure none of the chlorinated water seeped into the meat and he's been cooking it in there for 18 years Uh, (laughs) florida y'all stay so consistent like (laughs) you can't you can't hit on florida they know they messed up right and and they embrace that shit nah fuck that throw that bitch in the pool (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's hot fuck it Yo, that's crazy. What the fuck is wrong with Florida, man? Florida. I don't know. I almost thought about moving to Florida to Daytona Beach. Yeah, and I'm kind of and and it literally I was about to move like the day before. Everything was packed. And we got some news that it wasn't going to work out. Canceled the whole fucking trip. And I remember calling my boss like, "Yo, can I get my job back?" like cuz I just found I think out. I remember that. Was that with that one guy you was hanging out with a lot? Yeah, Ryan. it was. It was a Dustin, and then like his Dustin, girlfriend's yeah. dad had like my bad. a a job out there for us. And yeah, I remember that. That was a while ago. Yeah, but man, I could be in fucking Florida right now cooking turkeys and shit. Yeah, you be something in Florida. I tell you that. Shit, fucking Florida is like where everybody goes to take a shit. That shit is the ghetto. Like That's... this shit is the sh- the stories. That come out of Florida alone deserve its own podcast. Do you think that's why there's a bunch of like tornadoes and hurricanes that come through Florida? Just to kind of like cleanse the area? Cleanse the area or keep these <laughs> motherfuckers humble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. You can't be living your life like this all the time. <laughs> that's it. That's crazy. I know a girl from Florida once. What she happened? Was that's a that's a story in itself, but <laughs> she's we, still in Florida. We're gonna get into that one a whole another day. That'd be a two part episode. That'd be fucking sweet. And, and just trust me, it's on brand for Florida. <laughs> on oh on brand? I thought you said on oh, brain. No, on brand. Oh, like, I was like, okay. As every other Florida story, you know. Well, well, Florida, where to keep it consistent? Hey, it gives us content, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck keep though? That's what. What the fuck, Florida? Welcome to what the fuck, Florida, <laughs> where anything's possible. Man, it, 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 they do enough shit to get its own podcast. <laughs> they should start a podcast. You know what's crazy? There probably is one already. Dang it! There probably is. Stole my idea. Million dollar idea. Ain't that about a bitch? That was the one. <laughs> All right, I'm done, man. I don't I don't Motherfuckers. Got no- All right.
No, that's it. Fucking, I'm still finishing up my last cup of coffee here. I Why are you still drinking this shit? <laughs> I don't know. It just tastes so good, and it keeps me up. It's just like, I don't understand how this how coffee's legal, honestly. Like, I'm up. It's just like, and I feel clear-headed, too. No, no. It's legal cocaine. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm like, this feels great. I can get everything done. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, but. <laughs> All right. Well, depending on where you're listening to this episode at. Florida. We're, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're everywhere except Florida. Apple yeah. Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. Uh, YouTube, like I said, we're everywhere except for Florida. And if you're listening to this from Florida, just know that we're kind of joking. 60-40. Y'all got some wild shit going on. That's right. I'm Harvey Banks. Loriana Mercado. And we out. Love you, baby. Peace. <laughs>